0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Quilt Buzz, a podcast featuring your favorite folks from across the Quiltsverse. I'm Amanda of Broadclaw Studio and I'm joined by Wendy, the weekend quilter. Hey! And our special guest, Sandy of Thai Charm, LLC. Hello. Now, before we jump into all our quilty fun today, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Sandy?
1: Okay, my name is Sandy. I'm a fabric shop owner, the little shop called Thai Charm, LLC. And I am also a pattern designer and a long arm quilter. And to kick things off, so tell us a little bit of story about your Instagram handle and your business name. Well, the name came from well there's nothing about quilting my sisters and i wanted to make something do something together when i first moved over here 12 years ago and we like eating so we were going to go with food with anything that american foods with thai spices and add a little charm to it so i came up with thai charm 12 years later We haven't cooked together even once so (laughs) we set up the company so i might as well use it and are your sisters
0: involved with the quilting as well
1: nope i tried to teach my younger sister to do um a notebook cover or bag and that was it she said i'm done <laughs> that was, that's as far as she got. that was it. Yep. Because, <laughs> like, Sandy, what did you do? <laughs> really? Right. Yes. They, they didn't get it. And I was one of those people that, why do you cut fabric into little pieces? In order to piece them back together, and my sisters are still that way, so I'm gonna leave that at that. <laughs> Sorry, my mom asks me that too sometimes.
0: <laughs> so you mentioned that this all kind of began as the idea of starting a um, a business around food. So how did it get from food? And we noticed on your Instagram page that you also had some handmade greeting cards. So it feels like it's been a journey to your quilting fabric shop, long arm quilts and pattern designing today all over the place
1: well I painted first because when my older daughter was five um, we always have the movie time before bedtime and for some reason my husband and my daughter had to turn this show on and I didn't know at the time who that was the guy with the crazy hair painting happy trees <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know who Bob Ross was until I moved to the U.S. Right? He's an and institution. The, it's just crazy, and finally, it's just got into me. And my daughter would say, "That's Bob Ross. How could you not know Bob Ross?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! And after weeks, after weeks, seeing that every night, I started to paint from the closet door because I was too cheap to go buy the the canvas. <laughs> <laughs> so I got all the paint and I grabbed the closet door. And my husband said, until I painted all the closet doors, he said, could you please don't, do not paint the front door? Just here's the money, go buy some canvas. <laughs> because I, I just thought that, wow, if it doesn't work out, you just sand it down, paint it, and it's a closet door again. <laughs> but no, and then I turned that into a greeting card, hand painted greeting card, and then it just just so many painting you could do. <laughs> so you ch- just change into what do you call those things? Um when you cut the paper, make it into 3D greeting cards.
0: Oh Yeah, the pop-up, the pop-up cards.
1: <laughs> yeah, kind of, but it's just so many cards you can do and then you <laughs> ran out of ideas and then that was it. I, I need to do something that would keep me interested in those things. And quilting is still, there's a lot to learn. This, there's no way that I would get out of this, I don't think.
0: <laughs> and did you did you grow up sewing or was it something that you taught yourself later on in life? That started two and a half years ago with the mask. Oh wow! Yes. So so I you do. so you're a pandemic a pandemic quilter.
1: Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that an okay phrase? Oh, well, to me it's fine because it's the truth. <laughs> I mean, you hear people that say pandemic puppies pandemic, at, at pandemic the dog puppies, park. Pandemic puppies, yeah. pandemic babies, pandemic quilters. Right. <laughs> there you go. And <laughs> you need to find something to keep you going, so whatever works. <laughs> Wait, so then, so you taught yourself how to uh, sew through the pandemic, so then how did you discover quilts? Oh, my mother moved here about two years ago, two and a half, just before it hit. So, And my mother-in-law wanted to connect with her. My, my mom doesn't speak English. And my mother-in-law just figured that quilt pattern, if you have enough diagrams, you don't have to read. But they forgot that they somehow have to communicate between the two. So I had to be there to translate. And I was like, well, I don't like sewing. I like my mom. I like my mother-in-law, but I do not want to be here all day. (laughs) (laughs) So I started to learn because every time that they, they did the project, my mom would bring something home and she would ask me the question like, how do you put this one together? Do I have to press this? Do I have to press it this side? Or do I have to press it open? What does it mean, press open? I said, I don't know. And she she doesn't like to wait. So it's like, I want the answer now. And I said, well, I'm not going to call my mother-in-law every time you have a question. <laughs> I was just, I don't know. I mean, she likes me, but I don't think she would like me that much to call her every minute. So I started... To go on youtube and say wow what is it and then i discovered quilting and i decided to make one quilt just so i learned the basics so i can answer the questions oh boy and my mom i think my mom only made two quilts or three and that was it she was done and i'm i'm stuck here still
0: doing still quilting still doing still going (laughs) and is your your mother-in-law a big quilter I thought she was
1: <laughs> i thought she was because she back when my mom first came here she always always had something going on with quilting table runner wall hanging and now that i'm quilting i asked her like what are you up to nothing in my sewing room it's like what so people just dumped this on me and just <laughs> say goodbye it's like you're on your own kid <laughs>
0: I mean, do you get any good, like, hand-me-downs from the sewing room?
1: No. Oh. For some reason,
0: I think I feel attached to that. Like,
1: Grandma, okay. that very... Don't touch my scissors. <laughs> they still have that. I know that they still do that because my kids went in Grandma's sewing room, my mother-in-law, and it was like, do not touch that. I heard that it's like, oh, this are doing that. <laughs> it's really interesting to hear that you're helping your mom translate the um, sort of instructions on how to create quilts. Is there any sort of like plans down the line to translate some quilting instructions into Thai? I, I thought about it, but... Thailand is very warm all year round oh, and that's, yeah, that's why I, I haven't heard about quilting until I moved over here and it's like wow would it be nice to teach people in Thailand about quilting mm. but then my mom said well when are you going to use it because in winter if we ever have winter it, we would be lucky if we get to 80
0: so when are we going to use quilts so <laughs> So you mentioned that now you're also long-arm quilting. So clearly, you know, something clicked quilting-wise. So why did you decide to um, move into long-arm quilting as well?
1: Oh, boy. Um, I started my shop about three months after I made my first quilt. And then I designed my pattern and I contacted AGF to make um, a project for Lookbook. Little that I know back then that you're supposed to make the quilt look good for the lookbook. I figured (laughs) you could just finish it, just quilt it somehow and send to them or take good pictures. And no, I realized that I had about less than a week to find a long arm quilter to quilt for me. And I didn't know that, well, I should have known that other people... They do have a life. They don't just wait around and say, hey, send the quilt to me. So I can't. I, I talked to a couple long arm quilters and they said, well, we're about two weeks out. And I said, well, I want it now. And my husband started to go on Facebook Marketplace. He found a long arm machine for sale. <laughs> and he said, well, let's go look at this and we can bring it home tomorrow.
0: <gasps>
1: I was like okay, let's do it, and then we went over there, and the gentleman was so nice, and he's like, why don't I just quilt this one for you first, and then we'll talk about it. You come and learn with me and see how you like it. Wow. And then he quilted it for me, yes. That's so nice I got that one done.
0: Yeah. Yes, that was the lifesaver, so. And then, so so, um, was that the machine that you learned on the one you ended up buying? Yes, I
1: realized that people try a couple before they actually buy something. <laughs> <laughs> and I I didn't know because I never researched the price of the long-arm oh. machine until the day that I had to hand over the check for for my machine. I hope you got a good deal. It was pretty good. It's it's like brand new, but for the price of the used machine. And I saw the number on the check. I was like, did you just buy me a car?
0: (laughs) That like really? oh my. I mean, at least you tested the car. <laughs> at least, yeah. yeah, right? I mean, it sounds like you knew, you know, you were really comfortable on the machine and, you know, had a lot of hours on it, which must have been nice. Well, I figure if I can
1: make my first quilt without knowing quarter inch seam, I can learn to use the long arm machine. <laughs> Looking back, I wouldn't do it that way. <laughs> I would learn a lot before I jumped into it, but it worked out. I quilted a lot before I started to take the customer's quilt before I mm. feel good enough. I think I quilted about a hundred <gasps> or more oh, wow. quilts before I started to take Whoa, customer's quilt. Wow. <laughs> Wait, that makes did sense you find so. a hundred quilts? <laughs> charity quilts. Please take charity um, quilts from the church. Oh, they have a oh, law wow. that they need. People make the quilt top, but they don't have, the long-arm yeah. machine to do it, and it's it's difficult to quilt with your sewing machine. So yeah, it can be, yeah. That's a yes. great idea. All right. So you've had a, you've had a quite a bit of a quilting journey so far. So what surprised you the most today? Today I would say that I am still quilting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at <laughs> the beginning, I was just thinking that I would just teach my mom how to do that. And now I still, I don't see myself quitting anytime
0: soon. And that's surprising. (laughs) And you've started, you mentioned earlier that you also um, have a fabric shop. So, uh, you know, I guess one of my, one of the questions that I personally have is I love your use of color and how you bring in all sorts of different unexpected combinations. So what would be, you know, when you're pulling fabric or deciding what fabric to stock your shop with, how do you make those decisions?
1: I think I would say it's in our culture. (laughs) If you Google Thai temples, this is the thing that I think it would go against the things that you learn about how you put colors together in quilting. The foundation that you pick the color to complement the other I believe the foundation, (laughs) but where I came from, people put yellow, green, red, blue, all the colors in the world in one place, and it's beautiful. (laughs) So to me, it doesn't work just to pick one or two color to go with something. To me, it's like, wow, today I feel like a sunset. I want the whole sunset shade in this quilt, or the ocean, it just depends on how you see each pattern when you make a quilt. And this one might make you feel like I'm sad. I just wanna stay here in the blue and darker color. So I think it's just go by feeling. So speaking of fabric pulls, um, is there a particular like go-to fabric combination that you um, that you always kind of come back to? I like warm color. I find that it's difficult to use blues and greens and make the quilt look pretty. I think warm color is just, I don't know, you want to snuggle. When blue, I feel like, wow, well, I don't want to feel cold using my quilt, and that's how I feel. When I see it, it feels like ice and water. and. Anything with warm color, like I said, sunset colored, I would use that anytime. So I'm guessing your fabric stash and your scrap bin would has very little blues and greens. <laughs>
0: very, very little, yes. You like to mix and match prints and solids. Is that you know, is that something when you're going through your fabric stash, you just pull what kind of looks good, or you know, do you have a, do you have a um, any tips or t- tricks about using Prince and solids together? I like prints, but
1: some, well, someone once told me you can't use prints. All prints in one quilt. They say what you want to bet. Uh, Excuse
0: me. (laughs) I am so offended right now. So offended. That is a challenge. (laughs) Sorry.
1: Sorry to that person, but I love an all prints fabric pool. That's when it's like, because it it requires skill to put together a good all prints fabric pool. I'm just saying. I agree just saying I agree take skill (laughs) yes so that's why I started to add a little print um sorry a little solids to it just to make some people happy but to me I can use prints for the whole quilt and I would feel good about it (laughs) I'm with you and it feels so good because you know that it's not easy (laughs) right yes I mean a good thing personally I feel like Like, if you want to do an all-prints fabric pool, and you're, like, fairly new to it, like, going for low volumes is a nice sort of segue from Mm -hmm. solids into prints.
0: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, people with their opinions. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sometimes it challenges you to try something new and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just... And you know, it might work or it might not work, but at least try it before you say it's
1: not going to work. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the coolest quilts are all prints, fabric pulls. Just saying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you also incorporate a lot of hand stitching and handwork um, into your quilting. Can you tell us kind of more about you know how how and when you decide to bring hand quilting into the equation? I started
1: with hand quilting, most people might not know about that, and that got me to fall in love with quilting. I think when you spend that much time to make a quilt top, might as well spend more time quilting it. (laughs) And I think Bob Ross played a big part of this. There's no mistake, when I got my long arm machine, I didn't know how to scale the pattern To the right one and sometimes I scale that too big and there's a gap between stitches it's like wow I took it off from the the frame I can't do anything about it at the um, hand quilting just to add something to it and it works in and now that I'm quilting for others it's everything is moving so fast and you forgot how how it started i think quilting is all about the process and hand quilting is giving you the time for you to actually sit down and just think about oh look at that point i missed that point i didn't put it together the right way but well i made it and you learn that well next time when you do it you might have to focus on this area and this area and I think you learn from each quilt. And when you do the hand quilting, you spend more time with it. I love that. And I think it's beautiful,
0: yeah. That kind of problem solving and finding (laughs) the beauty, finding beauty and unexpected, you know, um, not mistakes, because I don't want to call them mistakes. You know, they just, things happen and you you fix it. Yeah. I really like that. uh, Thinking about
1: it as more of like a journey than, you know, the destination. Like, I find that, you know, I'm always working towards a deadline and I never kind of really stop and think about that. So thanks for reminding me about it's that. It's good to slow down. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when you're hand quilting, what, what threads, um, like what thread do you, what's your go-to thread out of curiosity? I use DMC pearl thread, size eight. <laughs> Just above. to get the difference in texture. That's all I knew about hand quilting. <laughs> <laughs> mean, now, now that I learn more that, oh, there's different sizes. But at the time I started and since I'm um, a shop owner, you buy every a lot of one thing. So I bought tons of size eight. So that's all I know about hand <laughs> quilting using size eight pro thread. <laughs> um, so you, I mean, you're juggling multiple hats, um, you know, long arming, you have a fabric store and you're a pattern writer. So do you have any tips on how to juggle multiple hats for our listeners that are you know, considering about exploring multiple revenue streams for the small quilting business? Uh, tips? No warning. Yes, it would take over <laughs> your life 24 seven. And that happened to me the first and a half years. The, when, yeah, when I started and the past year, I think my husband tried to remind me that this is not the income for our family. This is your hobby that hopefully would pay for itself. So I would rather have you treating this thing as a hobby and happy to do it rather than trying to spend your 24 seven in your sewing room or with your computer trying to figure out how Instagram worked and just spend all the time over there instead of with us. And that feels better. I might not make as much because I don't spend as much time on the business side of it, but it feels good. So if you really wanna do all of this, I would say be prepared, but think more about in the end, I think family is more important. So try to at least don't work over the weekend. But once you have the fabric shop, that is impossible not to work over the weekend. Oh, sure.
0: I mean, you got to get orders <laughs> out,
1: I bet. Right. Yes. And I'm assuming that it, the weekends are probably the busiest uh, for the online store as well, right? Because that's when people have free time and they can sit down yes. and they can order the fabrics. Yes. And I am a customer too. And when mm. i place the order i want it the next monday i place it on friday <laughs> why is it not here and i get it so i try to do that even if it's saturday or sunday i would just sneak into my sewing room and cut the fabric and send the orders out so so you have two daughters do they get involved with the business or any of the quilting process <sighs> um with etsy if you have etsy you know that you have the notification that you can set when you get your orders and then that would hear cha-ching so the first cha-ching that came in my daughters were watching netflix and they just stopped and paused the movies. like they did a little dance and said what's, what's going on i was like well didn't you hear cha-ching daddy said when you hear cha-ching you dance because mommy made money <laughs> goodness that that was that was awesome they're still doing it and the reaction is different now now that they hear cha ching they said okay mommy it's time to put your phone down go cut your fabric set your arms <laughs> so, so basically they're like parenting you or like they're bossing yes, you around. this is your job <laughs> <So cute. laughs>
0: get to work mom that's right <laughs> So with all these different activities, juggling the long arm side of the business, your fabric shop, as well as writing patterns, do you have any quilting goals that you can share uh, with our listeners for this year?
1: This year, I hope I would connect more with other people because when you focus on your business, you don't really have time to talk to real people. And I think at the end of last year, I did a little more by going seeing friends and actually talk to somebody and it's just it feels good to have a friend with same interests you can share things or it's even better when they have their own business they have the same problem when they get the complaint or something like that we just get to vent and how do you deal with that and say well you don't (laughs) (laughs) you just get over it there's nothing else you can do, and you just you just have to get over it or else it's just gonna stick with you all day and don't take it personally. You just, yeah. I think the goal is to
0: connect with people, the real people. So, okay, it is now time to move on to our rapid fire quilty questions. Are you ready, Sandy? Let's do it. All Let's right. do it. Go for it, <laughs> Wendy. So what is your favorite
1: time of day to quilt? Early morning. And where do you sew?
0: My sewing room. And do you wear socks while sewing? Bare feet. Music, Netflix, podcast, or the sounds of silence while quilting?
1: Music and Netflix, depending on on what I'm doing. And do you have a current favorite Netflix show or movie? Actually, show, yeah.
0: Anything supernatural? oh Uh, are you more like like vampires or like like anything that i don't have
1: to think about it when it's closer to the real life i kind of have to think about it and why do people do it that way but when it's supernatural you
0: don't you just don't care favorite traditional block
1: log cabin and what's your current favorite pantograph?
0: crazy daisy and what color of thread do you use the most when you long arm off-white what color do you wish you used the most when long arming like if you if you could quilt every quilt ah <sighs>
1: uh... I would like every quilt to use the glow-in-the-dark thread. Ah. <laughs> oh. Oh. That would be really cool.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, what, what um, thread brand has glow-in-the-dark thread for long-arming? Surprisingly, I haven't tried one, so I have no idea. <laughs> I, I know that Wonderfill has some. Right. Yeah. Yes. I think I've heard about that, yes. And what do you do with your quilt samples? I use them.
0: And what sewing notion couldn't you live without?
1: My square rulers. And do you have a favorite roller size? Nine and a half and twelve and a half. And machine or
0: hand bind? Hand bind.
1: Um, And what is your favorite part of the quilting process?
0: All of them. <laughs> <laughs> and what is one bad quilting habit you wish you could give up? Setting
1: a deadline to finish a quilt is kind of like a challenge. <laughs> and who's your quilty BFF? She doesn't know it, but Jenny, Clover, and Violet. <laughs> <laughs> We're friends, but she might not know that she's my BFF, so... <laughs> Who is your quilting crush? I have two. I'll pick one. Oh, Susie Quilts. You can and who's the second? Um, Brittany at Lo and Behold. I feel like she can touch anything and turn into a beautiful quilt. <laughs> That's right. I wish I had that magic power. <laughs> um, and uh, let's see. How many quilts are in your work in progress pile now? Two.
0: And where do you store your whips?
1: Under my long arm machine. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have any other interests or hobbies? Um, I'm getting back to painting and drawing.
0: A little cloud in the corner. Just putting a little, little happy trees, happy little yes. Cloud, <laughs> happy trees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, before we wrap today up, we've got just one more question for you. And that is, who are three accounts you think everyone should be following and why?
1: The first one would be um, Melanie at Southern Charm Quilts. I feel like IG used to be the place that people <laughs> just escape for the real life. And she's like the person that would welcome you <laughs> to her house. It's like, come here. You had a tough day and have some tea. <laughs> she's a beautiful poet. Yes, yes. And um, the second one would be Christina at Center Street Quilts. Because she she makes a lot of good stuff, like magic. I, I swear I told my husband that that is not making quilts. That's just magic. <laughs> 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 and the last one would be um, Stephanie at Fancy That Designed House. If you look at her feed, it's just warm and welcoming home that I don't have (laughs) I have a messy loud house and it's kind of like oh it would be nice to escape to that for a little bit and
0: i look around i'm like yeah messy loud house yeah that's about right (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: i mean i have a fire station around the corner from my home so that's that's noisy (laughs) and i've got
0: the ghost the ghost in the apartment (laughs) among other
1: things (laughs) Uh, all right so we got one more question for you so before we do sign off uh do you have any fun projects in the horizon that you're able to share with our listeners I'm launching my new service where I help other designers make cover quilts so they can focus on the business side that I do not like and I hope they like to do it because it's important to make your business successful so I hope that I can save the time for them so they don't they can focus on something else so coming
0: up soon Awesome! I, and I might have to hit you up on that <laughs> That's a genius. That's a genius that's idea. That's a great idea. Yeah. Especially since you've got the long arm there. Gosh. I mean, like you've got so many parts of it controlled within your control. Yes. And And I used to do quilts. Yes. Yes. And you used to write quilts. Yeah. I I, I might
1: might have to hit you off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wendy's already typing the email. (laughs) Dear Sandy. (laughs) Help me. Yes. So we need to wrap today up and we hope that you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to contact any of us, we can most easily be found on our Instagram accounts. I'm at Broadclaw Studio. Wendy. I'm at the Dot Weekend quilter, And Sandy. I'm at Tysharm, LLC. Or you can go to our podcast account at quilt.buzz or our website quiltbuzzpodcast.com for our previous episodes and updates on upcoming guests. If you enjoyed today's show, we hope that you subscribe to the podcast and tell your Quilty friends about us too. And if you have a moment to share what you love by writing a review on your podcast provider of choice, it would make our day. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.